When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, and today I'm joined by the one and only, the best storyteller here at PHNX, Cheerston Susel. <laughs> Cheerston, how are you? Hey, girl. I'm great. <laughs> Happy to join you. We haven't done a show together in a hot minute. I know. It's been a while. Um, if you guys are listening or watching this, welcome. We appreciate having you here. Cheerston is filling in for all of the guys because they're either on vacation or in a meeting or building something to get us uh, set up for our new office space, which fingers crossed just around the corner, we will be able to go live from there. Hopefully my audio is a little bit better today. I know we've been having issues. Thank you all for bearing with me with that. Um, But we got a lot to talk about. First and foremost, the preseason schedule was announced like 30 minutes ago from the Suns. And that's exciting to know. So they've got four games, um, October 2nd, 5th, 10th, and 12th. Now, two things that really stood out to me here is first, um, October 2nd, it's a Sunday game here in Phoenix against the Adelaide 36ers, which is a team from the NBL. I think they're out of Australia and they're coming all the way over here to play against the Suns. Uh, I think this one's kind of a a neat matchup for the Suns. That's wild. I'll be the first to admit that like the preseason isn't my favorite. So maybe I just haven't ever noticed. But is that something the NBA does? I think they've done it a little bit more in recent years where they're starting to bring in um, different teams from different leagues to sort of, I don't know if it's to showcase talent, if it's to uplift their leagues or a combination of all the above. Um, but it has happened a few times, but I'm not going to lie. When I first saw this, I thought somebody made a typo with the that 76ers. Was, that's what I thought. I was like, excuse me. I'm like, you got like that. The colors, like everything's wrong on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a big one to get through all of those people who sign off on these graphics, but it was actually my, my bad. And then the second thing that really stood out is Wednesday, October 5th, they're going to be playing the Los Angeles Lakers but they're going to be playing at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, which I thought was really interesting. That I don't think, at least from a Suns perspective, I don't know that the Suns have done that in recent years. But I think if I'm pulling an Espo and putting on a tinfoil hat here, I think it's the league kind of testing the Vegas waters for their appetite for an NBA team 
just to see how much it is there. Because eventually, I'm sure we'll see a team in Las Vegas. Yeah, I don't know any other reason for having a neutral site preseason game between teams like LA and Phoenix that are going to go play nearby in Vegas other than to test the waters. So I think that's a pretty good guess on why that's happening. But pretty cool nonetheless. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. And I'm pretty sure also... Again, tinfoil hat here, but I'm sure LeBron had a little something something to do with this because all the rumors are that if there is an expansion team or a team that moves to Vegas, LeBron wants to be an owner of that team there in Vegas. So I don't know if there's something going on there as well or not, but it'll still be interesting to see. Um, I want to know, I'm curious to see which fan base travels the best. Because Vegas is equally the same distance for the most part from Phoenix and LA. So I'm curious to see who has a quote unquote more of a home court advantage as far as which fan base travels the most for that game. Even though it's preseason, it is like, hmm, you really want to travel for a preseason game? I was about to say competition, baby. Let's go. But then I'm like, ah, it's a preseason. I don't know. It's I don't really pre-season. care. <laughs> it's a Wednesday of all days. If this was on a Friday, I feel like they could pull a lot more people because then you could make a weekend out of it. But a Wednesday, it might be a little bit rough. Um, and then to round it out, Monday, October 10th against the Denver Nuggets in Denver. And then Wednesday, October 12th against the Sacramento Kings here in Phoenix. So that is the Suns preseason schedule for this upcoming season. Hopefully there'll be fun games and uh, a little bit of entertainment. We'll get to see some action from some of the new younger guys on this team and just kind of get a little bit of an introduction to all of them. So we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Only like four or five weeks away from that too, which is insane. Yeah. This off season went so fast. I think just all of the chatter around Kevin Durant, will he, won't he (laughs) made this go by so much more quickly than I think a lot of us had anticipated, at least for me anyway. Thanks, thanks, KD. That's one thing we can thank him for. Right? (laughs) Um, So speaking of the Los Angeles Lakers, our friend Pat Beverly is now a member of their squad. He was traded uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers. Woj and Shams kind of reported that, uh, I think, late last night. And... I feel like our Suns fan base has so many jokes about all of this. I think this just makes the hatred for the Lakers times 100 now because you you put one of our least favorite players ever on the team who is also one of our least favorite teams ever. Yeah, I kind of like it from so the, I from like a fan perspective, I look at it two ways. A, it makes it all the more easy to hate that team, right? Nobody's ever going to forget Western Conference Finals, Pat Bev headbutt to Devin Booker, broke his nose, was a whole thing. He was a complete pest and a guy that you love to hate. And um, I feel like a lot of fan bases have that perspective when it comes to him. So it's like, okay, bring it on. We already hate the Lakers. Pat Bev just makes it. Uh, you know, all the better in that regard. But then also I'm like, Lakers, go ahead and do whatever you think you're, you're doing. Like, I don't know what you're thinking you're doing, but like, this cannot be good for your locker room. And so I don't even think it was a good move for them. Like, regardless of what he brings, his defense, the fact that he's an absolute pest, he gets in guys' heads. Like, obviously he's a good guy to have on your team. Nobody wants to play against him. But when you have a guy like Russell Russell Westbrook still on your team, unless you're planning on moving him, who absolutely hates this guy's guts. Like, 
we're talking about like not just like oh this guy's annoying but pack bev pulled a stint that led to a knee injury which then led to four surgeries over the course of his career after that so like it's not some sort of like superficial hatred like Westbrook does not like this dude so why are you bringing Patrick Beverly from a fan's perspective here in Phoenix go ahead by all means like this one is so confusing to me unless you do have plans to move Westbrook because it has been very well documented on video like the evidence is all over Twitter right now that these two do not get along and even though you can say, does this help the Lakers defensively? Yes. The answer to that is yes. Does this help the Lakers overall from a chemistry standpoint? Could this cause chaos in their locker room on the bench? Like, does it outweigh the cost if Westbrook is on your team majority of this season? That's going to be the question I think on every Lakers fan's mind. But from an outsider's perspective, I'm excited to see what this looks like. Um, I feel bad for Russell Westbrook a little bit. He's caught quite a few L's and is on the receiving end of a lot of Twitter hate recently. Um, I feel a little bad for him. So we shall see. But a lot of people were asking, how does this affect the Suns? And in my opinion, it really doesn't from a Lakers perspective, because sure, they might have gotten a little bit better defensively. But I still don't think I would say... um, that it affects the Suns really at all from a Lakers perspective. From a Utah Jazz perspective, you could maybe say this opens the door a little bit more for the Suns to make some phone calls, see if there's a deal there that they can get involved in, maybe for a Jordan Clarkson type or a Boyan Bogdanovich type. Even though I know there's reports that the roster that we have right now is the roster we're going to start the season with, you never know. At least the phone calls could be had, and maybe there's something there. But outside of that, I don't really know that it affects the Suns at all. Yeah, I don't think it does. Like, not the Suns on the court. Just from a fan perspective, I think it just adds another storyline, you know, to have him back in the conference and to play for a team that Suns fans love to hate. So you've got a little rivalry that co- that already exists that is maybe has a little bit of a boost, but it uh, doesn't worry me at all whatsoever. Yeah, so... If, if you're one of those fans who was asking that question last night and today, that's all we got for you. It really doesn't affect the Suns too, too much. So I wouldn't read into it more than just how petty can you get with some fun tweets towards the Lakers and Pat Ben. Like, that's really all it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and Westbrook, just watch him getting caught in the crossfires. I think going to the Lakers was probably like the worst thing that could have happened to his career. It was never going to work to begin with. Um, so yeah, I think we should all just kind of sit back and enjoy it. Just enjoy the chaos in LA. Yes, exactly. It's not us. It's them this time. So now we can be on the, the side that just gets to watch. And I will say one thing, the, the tweets and the jokes of all of this that have come out are so funny. And I saw one today where somebody was like, okay, Pat Bev tweeting on Tuesday when the whole Katie situation was resolved and he was going to stay in Brooklyn that this is what Pat Bev tweeted. He said, y'all can sit and don't say nothing, but that ain't cool. It's dudes with families out here who haven't got a job because of this KD shit. And to be on and off ain't cool. Blessing gang. So now we understand why Pat Bev was so upset about the Kevin Durant situation, because it would appear as if KD was holding up his move to join the Lakers. So that's why he had all those feelings. 
Yeah, he wasn't the only one that chimed into that conversation. There were definitely some guys that were kind of stuck in a holding pattern because of the Kevin Durant situation. But yeah, definitely makes a lot more sense. Yeah, so if you guys have not been on Twitter today and not have and not haven't searched Pat Bev's name and just like gone through all the jokes and the videos and the memes, <laughs> highly recommend you doing that after the show is over if you just need a little bit of a chuckle. There's some top-tier content out there right now. All right, before we move on to our next topic, I do want to remind you guys that our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app have hooked you up with a really awesome promo code and um, first-time user uh, special, I guess you could say here. So if you haven't downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, make sure you download it. And when you do, use the code PHNX because when you use that code, after you bet just $5 on college football, you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly. And those free bets you can use on anything. If you want to bet against the Lakers, if you want to um, put some money on some futures bets for the Suns, you can use those free bets for whatever your heart desires. Once again, that's code PHNX. Only a DraftKings sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So another thing that hit the news today was that OKC's rookie Chet Holmgren will miss the entire 2022-23 season because he injured his right foot during a pro-am game in Seattle on Saturday. And this is a huge blow to him. He was the second overall pick this year in the draft. He was supposed to be a really great player, help hopefully start um, or add to OKC's growth and trajectory in the league. So this is a huge blow, but I think the biggest question that everyone's been asking about this subject is, should NBA players be playing in pro-ams or pick-up games during the offseason, or should teams ask them to not do that to avoid potential injury? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I definitely sat with it for a minute and have come to the conclusion that, listen, like your basketball players, you can't be asked to like straight up like, not play any pickup games. I think it's a way that players feel like they can not only get better, but they use the opportunity to develop relationships in the off season. I mean, if you take a look just at this pro-am, you got, you know, you, you got an LeBron James playing with some of the young superstars in a, in a neutral site, like college gym. And it's cool for the fans. And it's, it's an, a cool opportunity for, uh, you know, guys in the league to just have a more relaxed environment to play basketball. Playing basketball is what they do. I mean, you can get injured lifting weights. You can get injured doing any sort of training whatsoever. So I I get it to a degree. Like it has to be, um, you know, something that is not like an egregious thing that you're doing in the off season. But if it's just like a pickup game or something like that, I mean, is it does it really raise your chances of getting hurt that much more than if you were training or practicing or doing something else in some other way? Like, I don't really think so. I think it's just an unfortunate situation. Yeah, I agree. I think the one thing that a lot of people have said is that maybe Chet should have not tried to guard LeBron in the way that he did when he did get injured on that, that play that they're talking about there. He should have just let LeBron have that kind of open space to go dunk that ball. 
And I think that could be a lesson learned for some of the younger guys coming into the league, like rookie players who are playing in these pro-am or pickup games. Um, Cause that could happen during a season. Absolutely. But it's one thing for it to happen during a season than a pro-am, but I don't think that we need to start. I, I hope that the conversation doesn't get to the point where everyone is calling for athletes to stop playing in the off season, to stop participating in these pro-ams because for one, the thing that sucks the most about this whole situation is I feel like this sucks for Jamal Crawford. It sucks for Seattle and the basketball fan base that is there that ha- does not have a team. This is kind of their thing to hold on to. This is a super fun time for young fans, for grown fans to see a ton of players. Like that gym was packed. And were there a couple issues in there? Like they were talking about condensation and slippery floors. Do those need to be worked through? Sure. But pro-ams have been happening for a really long time. Pickup games have been happening forever. Like just because one player unfortunately got injured doesn't mean that we need to go calling a complete for a complete shutdown of these types of events in the offseason. Because to your point, you could absolutely get hurt at like a Suns player working out at a Suns facility in the offseason could get hurt there as well. So unless you're willing to go as far as to say zero basketball zero whatever in the offseason stay in a bubble like you can't fully avoid it yeah and to your point I think you touched on it it should be drilled into your head if you are a rookie going to play in a pro-am game like Chet did that you don't need to be a hero in this game. I understand you feel like you might need to prove and show yourself against LeBron James it might be enticing right like Guard the heck out of LeBron. What can you do? Show off. Like, put your stamp on the league. Like, I get how that could be really enticing. But what needed to happen was probably, you know, he needed to take a step back, not guard him so aggressively or whatever the case is, and just know the role that the Pro-Am has and how much he has to potentially lose as a guy that hasn't even begun his rookie season. So, like... I think the stakes are different for every player, right? But it sucks when it happens to a, for a guy that was just drafted and he's already experiencing an injury. But I feel like his GM coming out and in support of what happened and basically saying like, you know, listen, like some good can come out of this. And like, I would do, I would draft him over again above anybody else even if you told me we had to wait a year for him to take the court. And so I think that spoke volumes that the team came out and supported him instead of saying, you know, like they could have said a number of things. I mean, I think it's smart to support your player, but they, they also could have said like, you know, uh, it, you know, it's unfortunate and, and then have like a subliminal message in there about like being against these kinds of games or like whatever the case. And they were just in full support of him. So I hope it doesn't, get to the point where we're not seeing these types of games because I think there's so much good that can come out of them. I agree. And a lot of people are talking about that this injury might speak more to his body and uh, the needs that he has as far as needing to put on some weight and getting a little bit stronger. And yes, that also might be the case, but that's, um, that's a personal opinion. I feel like everyone's going to have a different thought on that one. So I won't go too far into that, but As a rookie, typically coming into this league, every single one of them needs to put on some weight or some muscle or work on certain aspects of their body or their game. So that's kind of just 
one of those things where everyone can you could point you could point something out on every single rookie, regardless well, if they're playing in a pro am or not. Yeah, that man just must not have drank enough milk as a child. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) All right. Cheers, Ben. It's time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. So this first screenshot comes courtesy of Arizona Sports. They had Charles Barkley on one of their shows recently. And within that conversation, Charles called Kevin Durant, quote, Mr. Miserable, and said that he doesn't think he's ever going to be happy, no matter what team he's on, or how much they construct that team around his needs or his wants. So did we kind of dodge a bullet here? Or is this just making something out of nothing? Well, yeah, I mean, that was the big concern around whether or not Kevin Durant would work in Phoenix. And I always said, listen, this might be different for KD just because of his relationship with Book, his relationship with Monty. But it was sort of the elephant in the room. It was like, we want this guy's talent, but is it worth other things that might come along with it? I feel for the guy if that's accurate, because I think this is more of a a life situation than a basketball situation. If Kevin Durant is continuously hopping around and truly isn't happy happy and starts pointing fingers at the reasons why he's not happy and it's the coach or it's the GM, it's the team, it's the city, it's the this, it's the that, it's at some point you have to take a step back and just realize, and I think whether it's in his playing career or afterwards, he will be able to take a look back and say, you know what? I wish I would have just watered where I was at instead of always trying to wiggle my way out into the next best opportunity, whatever that looks like for him, what the best opportunity to win a championship. Okay. Things are starting to get uncomfortable here. I don't gel with the coach or I don't gel with the GM. Uh, we're not obviously going to win here. Let me, let me wiggle my way out of this, potentially burn a bridge and go on to the next best thing, whatever's going to get me closer to winning that championship. And if that's really the case, I think what he's chasing might be more than a championship. It, It sounds philosophical, but if that's really Kevin Durant, there might be something more going on with him. That's sort of his own deal that he's got to come to terms with himself to really be happy with like whatever team he ends up on. I would like to think that if KD uh, was able to make it here to Phoenix this off season, or if he does in the future, and this is might just be wishful thinking on my part, but I would like to think that if he does end up being a member of the Phoenix Suns, that things might be a little bit different because I don't know, maybe because of the connection he has with Devin Booker and wanting to play alongside somebody like D-Book, that maybe that makes it a little bit different. Um, Or maybe it's because it's likely one of the last stops, if not the last stop of his career before he finally hangs up the hat. I'm not totally sure. I honestly don't really, I don't mind players moving around for the sake of their career. Um, If they think it's going to be better for them, I do mind when it's a pointing of the finger of like, you did all these things for me, but it didn't work. So now I'm going to dip out. Yeah. Or you can keep me and fire your general manager and fire your head coach. Otherwise you're going to trade me when it starts to get, when the conversation starts to shift to like, 
blaming other people or whatever the case is, that's when like, I'm not going to fault a guy for wanting to go somewhere else. Like for sure. But when it there's, when there's a toxicity around each time you leave a new team or leave a different team, like that's where I'm like, ah, KD, come on, man. I think too, one of the questions that we should be asking is, is there a lot of toxicity? Is there legitimate toxicity when he leaves a team? Or is that a media narrative that we've all kind of bought into? Because with the Brooklyn situation, I think you can say, yes, there actually is, because we kind of saw it all in play or play out in front of us. But with some of the other ones, like he was a free agent at times. And it's like, is there really toxicity there? Or does he just feel like this opportunity is better for him long run? And if that's the case, then I'm like, well, especially if you're a free agent, like by all means, do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah, that's your right as a free agent. Um, So I don't know, there's there's two sides of this for sure. I would like to though think that if KD does down the line end up a a member of the Phoenix Suns, one, I guarantee we're all going to be really happy. Like regardless of how we're feeling right now, we're going to be happy if it actually happens. Um, And two, I would like to think that he would be happy here and the team would find good chemistry here. And you can also point to the fact that you might have thought that a relationship between you and a new head coach or whomever would work out. And then while you're in it, you're realizing, okay, maybe our relationship wasn't as strong as I thought it was, or maybe it should have stayed more of a sidebar relationship and not this intimate of a relationship kind of a thing, and then change your mind from there. Like there's so many different scenarios. I feel like Monty brings the best out of all of his players too. And I think this would be a right culture fit to bring out the best in Kevin Durant. I, it might be like a little bit of a stretch, but I just remember when I was covering Tennessee, um, Rick Barnes, his former coach at Texas um, would always talk about Kevin Durant, like one of his favorite players he's ever coached, like huge, huge, huge KD fan. And Rick Barnes has a lot of qualities that Monty Williams has in terms of the type of guy and the type of culture he likes to set for his team. So again, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but my my mind just kind of went there for a minute when I was thinking about, you know, the kind of coach that would be a, a great fit for Kevin Durant. And it's it's weird once you when you're talking about like, you know, 33 year old guys and things like that. But I think culture, you know, for somebody like KD is um is a big thing. And obviously culture was a big thing for him in Brooklyn and that's why he wanted out. So <clears throat> yeah, I mean I think if the Phoenix Suns are lucky enough to 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 land him in the future, it's gonna be a good thing. You can't turn away that kind of talent. And yes, maybe the Suns will be the the spot where Kevin Durant can finally be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that remains to be seen. We'll see how the first part of the season goes with him and the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, we'll keep an eye on that as the season kind of unfolds. Our next screenshot, this one comes courtesy of Sunderous Dunks, who sent this to us in our Discord. So a tweet from ESPN Central Texas was shared recently on Twitter with an interview with A.D. Maholtra. And in that, uh, we found out that the Phoenix Suns have hired him. So A.D. Maholtra is now a part of the Phoenix Suns front office. He comes from Baylor's men's basketball team. And within that conversation he had with this uh, radio host here, he said that 
from his perspective, the Suns are ready to expand and grow, which kind of seems a little bit opposite to what we heard a few months ago in the article that came out that said their front office was going to be smaller. They weren't going to have a lot of scouts and um, they kind of just wanted to be a little bit of a smaller front office. But now they're making moves as far as hiring people. This person said they were ready to expand and grow. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this or if it's yeah. even something to feel about in the first place. Yeah, I don't I don't know that it's like a huge move that I have like a strong opinion on. But I think the fact that he's going to be in more of like a hybrid role too, like as like scout slash helping with coaching and things like that. I mean, I think that's a good thing. I think it probably has James Jones written all over it. Um, and I definitely trust in what he's done for this franchise. So I think that's cool. I think there's um, also an interesting connection to show you how small the basketball world is. So he's coming from Baylor. So the head coach there is Drew Scott, who is the brother of um, – or Scott Drew, who's the brother of Bryce Drew, who's the head coach at GCU here in the Valley. So we've got some some small connections here. Um, in addition to that connection, Ryan Rush, who we've talked about on this podcast before, I believe also worked at Baylor and a few other people in the Suns front office. So quite, quite a bit of already <laughs> common knowledge and interests and, and understanding of one another, I'm sure, within, yeah. with him coming into this front office. But, hey, we welcome him. Yes. So this is just something to kind of, again, keep an eye on to see if the Suns continue to bring in new and more members of their front office. If they start beefing up their scouting, maybe something changed or maybe they've had a change of heart. Or it could be simply they got more funding to be able to add in more members. But I just thought it was interesting. And thank you, Senator Stunks, one more time for sending that to us in our discord okay our next screenshot comes from our very own phnx sports account last wednesday is just around the corner we're going to be at four peaks next wednesday august 31st for all of our live shows will be happening out there pretty much everyone from phnx will be hanging out at the brewery in tempe we're going to have a lot of fun we're going to eat some good food we're going to drink some really great beer we want you guys to come hang out with us obviously if you're not local you can still find us here on our YouTube pages and on all of the platforms that you get your podcasts on. But if you are available to come hang with us, it's always a good time. I always love being at Four Peaks. I love anytime I get to get out, hang out at a bar, drink a beer, eat some food, get to hang out with everybody, talk a little sports. It's quite literally my dream. So we have so much fun out at Four Peaks. Uh, again, we hope you'll join us. We do it every last Wednesday of the month. We're also going to be announcing our next uh, sweepstakes winner then. So if you enter to win the Toast of the Month sweepstakes, uh, you're going to get a chance to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card. That's going to get you a lot of chicken tendies. Uh, <laughs> A PHNX shirt of your choice, which we have uh, an amazing collection of, and a PHNX annual membership as well. So quite the prize pack. If you go over to gophnx.com or click the link in the show notes for details when it comes to Four Peaks, it is always 21 or older. Enjoy responsibly. Yes. Also, speaking of PHNX shirts, there's a major sale going on right now at phnxlocker.com. 
So if you've been eyeing some shirts that you want to grab, now is a great time to do that during our summer sale, up to 50% off select items in our PHNX lockers. So check that out if you want to get your hands on some shirts, because I don't know how this works, but I'm guessing once some of these designs are gone, they're probably gone and we'll have new designs coming in. But if you're eyeing one and you're like, it's kind of like that Valley jersey, right? If you didn't get it last year and now you're regretting it, don't be that person with these shirts. Don't regret it in a handful of months when they're all gone and sold out and you can't get it anymore. They're also the comfiest shirts. I'm just going to like throw that out there. They're legitimately the most comfortable shirts. They are. They're very soft. Our final screenshot of the day comes from our guest, Chirsten Susel. So I told you at the top of the show that Chirsten is one of the best storytellers here at PHNX. She has her own podcast called The Story with Chirsten. And she did one on our very own Al McCoy recently called The Making of a Legend. So Chirsten, kind of give us a little bit of an insight into this episode that you put together and what you learned from all of your research and interviews. Uh, yeah, well, first off, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I did this uh, a little while ago, and I originally reached out to talk to Al himself, and I was told that, you know what, he was really taking the way the season ended to heart and Aww. needed a break from just kind of everything. So I felt really bad. And I was like, okay, I totally get that. Like also like 50 seasons. I I, like, listen, like I totally get it. So I was like, well, maybe we can't do this. And I was like, no, I would love to hear stories from people who have worked alongside him. And uh, I'm so glad that that ended up happening. It was like a blessing in disguise because I feel like the content that we were able to get for this story um, is just some, some never before like told or heard stories, um, that you're not really going to hear anywhere else. We had Eddie Johnson on John Bloom, Greg Schulte, voice of the diamondbacks. Um, Espo was on as well. Um, for those who don't know, he did work, um, over at the suns on the radio broadcast and worked with Al McCoy. So, um, they just shared a lot of awesome stories that kind of painted a picture of who he is, when he's not behind the mic, how beloved he is by fans and by players as well. So there was some, some player stories in there, interaction stories, um, stories about, uh, him calling games, but then also like stories about his love for playing the piano and, uh, what he does on the, on the road and, um, how everybody kind of knows him, um, at, at every NBA market and, so it, just a lot of really cool stories and you kind of, by the time the podcast is over, you know, we don't know whether or not we're going to get another year out of him as voice of the Suns. But, um, you, you, after you listen to all of the, the stories and the way that he's impacted this Suns community in such a big way, you will have a much, much, much greater appreciation if you didn't already for who Al McCoy is. So I was so uh, thrilled to be able to, to do that podcast. Um, yeah, that's just one of um, 10 stories that we've got up on, on that podcast right now. So it's uh, PHNX The Story, if you want to check it out. Yeah, it was a really good, really good episode on Al McCoy. I know he's he's very well loved here in the Valley. There, that's not a secret to anybody. But 
I always think it's so fun to hear a little bit more behind the scenes. Like I remember traveling with Al and when Memphis was always one of the places because the hotel that the team stayed at had a piano in the lobby. And so many times you'd come downstairs and Al would be over there on the piano, just playing his little heart out. And he'd be hanging out with some of the people who were also a part of the travel um, group and just telling us his fun stories. And Al's got so many stories, some of them that I don't think maybe will ever be told publicly, but he's got so many great stories. So this was a really cool episode. And I know a lot of you in the chat, when we were talking about Pat Bev and Chet Holmgren, were like, where's the sun's news? Where's the sun stuff? Uh, this is just in case you have an extra appetite for even more sun's related content. This is something we wanted to make sure that you guys all knew about. We're going to put the link to the episode in the show notes, whether that's here on YouTube or um, whatever podcast feed you're listening on, it'll be in there. So if you just want it for easy access, you could just, after you're done listening to this one, go click on that and listen to the story that Cheerson put together on Al McCoy. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. I know it was a good episode. So had to make sure all of our Suns fans here also knew that that episode was available for them. We did get a super chat from Rach. Rach, thank you so much for your super chat said the crossover we needed. Thank you, Cheerston and Lindsay. I hope you're able to enjoy your new studio slash office space soon. Us too. Um, fingers crossed we'll be able to get in there early next week. They're working tirelessly over there. We have been there multiple times, Cheerston and I, building chairs and desks and all the things <laughs> to get it ready for, yeah, for the um, grand opening. But if if that wasn't going on, then we would never, this wouldn't even be a thing. So this is there true. we go. <laughs> and thank so, you. Rachel. So we do, <laughs> we do owe the chaos that is moving into a new studio and getting it all set up and put together for this crossover episode. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to that studio. Also shout out to our friends over at more furniture who hooked up the entire office and gave us a ton of furniture and things for the new studio space. They have been so clutch in this whole move and made it a lot easier. And if you guys are in the market for new furniture, check out their Labor Day sale at morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. Cheerson, I think that's all that we've got for today's show outside of one last sweepstakes. Do you, uh, you want to help me tell the people about that sweepstakes that they should be entering in? Yeah, sure. Um, if I knew what sweepstakes are, oh, you're talking about the OGs? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Put I was like, oh, let me pull up the rundown. What are we, what sweepstakes? Yes. OGs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So OGs, gotta love them. Um, gotta love them even more when they're giving out free stuff. So we have free stuff for you if you enter the Flavoring Life sweepstakes. One winner will receive three, yes, three whole bags of OGs, including our favorite orange creamsicle and tropical flavors that we always are talking about how delicious they are. Um, and an OG's hat and a PHNX shirt of your choice and an annual membership to PHNX it's, as well. Look at it's all this like stuff we just out. wanted to give you all the things and we want to give it to you for free. So Jeez. it's really simple. All you have to do is go to gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes to sign up for that sweepstakes. I know, um, Cheerson, it's always fun when we get to learn about who the winners of all these sweepstakes are that we have because we also have one. Uh, with four peaks that we mentioned earlier on in the show. And we always um, share the winners at the end. And I feel like every time since we started these sweepstakes, which has only been like one or two times so far, 
But every time at the end of the month, I'm always like, Espo Saul, who won the sweepstakes? I want to know who won that. Are they so excited? <laughs> Which is super silly, but it's just a little piece of joy that we get from being able to give you guys some free stuff. So make sure that you enter that sweepstakes. Also, you can check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands, and you can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. What are you working on next for the story, Chirsten? I want to give you a space to plug a little bit more here. Yeah. So right now, the only thing I know that's totally set in stone is next Wednesday, the second episode of The Balconist, which is about a former ASU quarterback who went viral during the pandemic um, for sharing his voice with people while they were in lockdown. Um, His story was really popular two years ago, but so much of his story was left out of what led up to that moment. And then what's transpired since we're talking about dreams that were decades in the making um, and that are, he's now seeing come to fruition because of what happened during the pandemic. And so um, I talked with him for oh well over two hours for this podcast. He is full of stories, including stories of like ASU legends. He was good friends with Pat Tillman. He was good friends and still is uh, with Jake Plummer. And so you're going to get some stories like that. And then you're also going to be just totally touched by what he did for um, not only the city that he was living in, but really the world of giving them a little bit of hope during that pandemic. So um, it's something I'm super passionate about. One of my like favorite guys to interview, um, Gus Farwell. So episode one is already out. If you guys want to make sure that you get caught up on that on Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, episode two is going to drop. Yeah. Don't miss that. Make sure you're subscribed. Also rate and review for Cheerston's podcast too. Please. It really helps her out a lot. And uh, share it with your friends. If you liked it, make sure you share it with your friends. Uh, Chris in the chat said the first episode was so informative. Daniel said um, early on that the whole entire the story series have been so much fun to listen to. I see people talking about it on social all the time. So you guys, I'm telling you, if you have not listened to any of them, that can be your new favorite podcast or your 1B to this podcast. Um, <laughs> just say, don't leave us completely behind, but definitely check it out. And then lastly, we have Shane Diefenbach, the mustache behind the Mac, who has some really exciting stuff to tell us as well. Yeah, very exciting. So if you guys remember the goose, the goose found, I found a friend. (laughs) Um, It's a hen or a chicken. I don't know. What's the difference between a hen and a chicken? I would think a hen and a chicken are the same thing, right? Because they're both female and then the rooster is the male. I don't. Hmm. Yeah. You're making me look really dumb right now. Yeah. Chickens are female hen or Hens are female chickens and roosters. Okay. Anyway, that's not the important news. The important news, PHNX Sun Devils and PHNX Sports in general have an NIL deal to announce. If you didn't see it on our Twitter at PHNX underscore sports, Daniel Ngata, um, a running back on ASU's football team who will be getting a lot of run this year. Very excited to watch him. Um, he is partnering and joining the All-City first team. So make sure if you want to get your shirt, you can head over to P- the PHNX locker right now. Um, it is fire, and he has been so great to work with. So support that, and there's more to come. Keep um, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, because you guys already did an autograph signing, right, this past uh, weekend at Burrito, Burrito Express, Express yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. And that looked like a lot of fun. I saw so many pictures from there. Um, and 
now that he is a part of our network on that NIL deal, we'll probably be having even more fun things like that. So keep an eye out for that, everybody. And we'll yep. make sure you you know all the details on our social media. So make sure you're following. Okay, goodbye. Bye, Shane. Jerson, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining me today. I had a lot of fun chatting with you. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. I hope this is not the first and last time we get to do this. Hopefully we'll get to do it again. I agree. Thank you guys for all tuning in. We appreciate you as always. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. right here on our YouTube page. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Cheerston at CheerstonSueSell. We hope you have a great afternoon and we'll see you later. Bye.